What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I'm your host, EJ Stewart. Plenty of topics to get to today. We'll be talking about the Loki series being confirmed for what we now know is the Disney Plus app. Um, not much, uh, uh, you know, hype or around that name. I think everybody was very excited for something exciting and Disney Plus not <laughs> exciting to me, but that is the name. We should have known given that they just released an app earlier this year called ESPN Plus. So it just kind of falls in line. I think everything now from that company, we should assume is going to be named Plus after <laughs> whatever the name of the property is. But so, uh, but we do have a Loki series that is officially confirmed. Of course, there were reports plenty from a variety and Hollywood Reporter were all on these MCU projects that are happening. We got confirmation on that, so we'll talk about that in a bit. Also, Joe Russo did an interview where he talked about the Avengers runtime. We'll tell you what we think about that runtime and some of the stuff happening with Avengers. We got some what appears to be first reactions to the Aquaman movie. They're coming from fans who I guess probably were part of test screenings. And they were not allowed to say anything, but they, of course, because this is the day day and age we live in, they went on social media and they started spilling the tea about what they thought about the movie. So we'll talk about that as well. We got a picture of Lois and Clark and some uh, some inside scoop into their relationship for the Supergirl series. And they'll be, uh, they'll be appearing in the crossover episode in the... Uh, in the Arrowverse, and who exactly is Jude Law playing in the Captain Marvel movie? It continues to be a mystery. Shout out to Stephen Gobert. He tried to help up us nerds by getting us some more information, and Jude Law was tight-lipped, so we'll see. We'll, we'll talk about what that means for his character in that movie, and of course, we have our TV recaps at the end of the week. At the end of the show, this week, we're doing Arrow and Black Lightning, so plenty of stuff to get to. Joining me are my co-hosts. I'll start with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, what are you looking forward to talking about today? Uh, what's up, EJ? I'm looking forward to talking about. Um, I'm looking forward to talking about Black Lightning. I've been wanting to talk about Black Lightning. Yeah, you've been for a few weeks. You're vying for us to talk about it for a while. Yeah, because so. Black Lightning has been just. Um, it's been very good, very entertaining to watch, to say the least. So I'm looking forward to talking about that, um, and I'm looking forward to talking about some of these Aquaman reactions as well. Kendall joins us as well on the show. Kendall, you're you're here in studio. Yep. I said on Sports Talk that uh, again, it's like like you're a Brock Lesnar. You had a certain amount of dates you got you got to make in house, so uh, you came in this week. We're excited to have you. What are you looking forward to talking about today? Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, it's it's a very interesting week because Marvel had a couple of interesting nuggets that they've released with the Loki show with. Uh, some Avengers forward news, and then some stuff with uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, but then also we have a little bit of DC sprinkled in there as well. So it's interesting, interesting week. Um, and I'm also very interested to talk about Arrow, which I thought has been very uh, noteworthy. Uh, good or bad, we'll see. But very noteworthy, to say the least. Okay, Kendall leaving a leaving a cliffhanger there on what he thinks about Arrow. So, again, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. should be a great show. So let's begin with the top, top story this week. That is the Loki series being confirmed. Tom Hiddleston took to social media to confirm that he was reprising the character. And in Bob Iger's announcement about the Disney Plus app, he mentioned that it will include a Loki series. We don't know what the name of that series will be. We don't know uh, whether it's a... a is current times or is a prequel. We don't know any of those other things, but we do know that Loki series is happening with Tom Hiddleston and it will be within the MCU. So uh, we kind of been talking about this 
Disney Japanese series. I think we've on, we're probably on like a streak of like three or four weeks in a row where we have some kind of story on this app, and we get another big scoop now. This time with a confirmation of at least one of these series. I'll go to you first, Sham. Are you excited about this series? What do you, what are your thoughts on uh, a character in Loki being uh, the headline for his own series? Considering we just watched a movie where he was choked out and killed. Um, that is very interesting that you bring that up. You know, so of course it's kind of uh, uh, I guess you could say it's a spoiler, basically that he has his own series coming. But um, uh, but that aside, I'm I am very very uh, I'm very excited for this series. I mean, it's we've been asking for this for the longest time with these MCU shows. We want them connect to connect to the movies. Why can't the TV characters be in the movie? Why can't the movie characters be on TV? Now we're getting the movie characters are on TV. We're getting what we asked for. And Tom Hilston is as good an actor as anyone <laughs> in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I think this is good. I think this is a very good move. Um, you know, of course, people are going to be like, can Loki carry his own show? I think Loki can carry his own show, personally. Um, I mean, I think because the actor just said he's plays the, the role so well. And he's so compelling in the role. Um, and I think that... Um, I think it'll be interesting seeing him do things without Hemsworth involved. Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting because usually Loki is, uh, you know, he's you know um, being mischievous to Thor. That's his that's his role. Right, right. Now he's going to be doing be doing mischief to anybody. I guess we don't know what the plot of the show is. So once yeah. that comes out, we'll have. How do we know we won't yeah, see him? We'll have more. Oh, hey, that's that's another. <laughs> <No. laughs> but um, when when uh, I, I'll, my car. I'll, right? I'll, I'll, I would, nah, I'm gonna be on the other side. I would be, I I would think that I think there's a better chance than not that Hemsworth cameos well, at least show up. He cameos at in once this, in this. At point. Some I don't know. I don't think it's gonna be for anything longer than, you know, that would anything longer than a price that would rip Disney's pockets <laughs> to shreds. But I do think he will cameo in this. Okay, I think that's a fair bet as well. He might show up in episode one, or you know, at some point in the middle of the series, he might randomly show up. But I think he will show up at some point. I mean, I th- they're they're putting Tom Hiddleston on the whole show. They're doing right. a whole show. Yeah, that's with Tom already Hiddleston. they already putting a lot of money. That's into already it. they're yeah. they're all in. On on putting MCU characters on yeah. on a show, so and they've confirmed that it will be set in the MCU. So right, so it's hard yeah. to connect Loki without having any. I mean, there will be allusions yeah. to Thor, but ha- having any opinion. Yeah, but that, Thor. I mean, and why make it like that? Why make it be like Aiden of Shield, where where it's like you can't even mention him, don't bring him up, or you can mention him, <laughs> the but the guy with the hammer, up. yeah, <laughs> the guy from Asgard. <laughs> uh, so yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for this series. I think it's gonna be very good. Yeah, I think of all shows, this show said any said the guy with the hammer. I think it would be even more ridiculous yeah. than what we've had previously. Yeah. Of all the shows, the Loki show, the show that's saying, yeah, the, the guy with the hammer, you know, the guy that fell from the sky. <laughs> they they can't do that with this show. Of all the shows, um, Kendall, I think Shamari alluded to what I think will be a big question about this show, which is Loki carrying it as a main character loki is a for the most part a villain the yes. mcu and this is a comic book thing too it's not just the mcu they've kind of maneuvered him in a way where yes he's a villain but he has a good side he's and redeemable. He, he's redeemable and he will do things that you know will be selfless but the at the end there usually is something in it for him as well uh 
do you think that that kind of character makes sense for a, a series, even if it's a limited one, for being the main character, someone who walks that line of being so being very evil or being kind of on the fence? Right. Well, I mean, first, I would have to determine what the, not necessarily the plot, but what the, the genre of the show is. Because if this is, say, a comedy, where Loki's just doing, like, stupid stuff to people... I was thinking about that, too. Then I could see, like, that would make sense. Uh, and he doesn't have to be a good guy, necessarily, to have it still being told from his, his perspective. Um, if it is an adventure where he's kind of, he's got to thwart some kind of conflict, that would be a little bit more out of character, potentially. Um, but it, overall, I feel like a Loki show... I... At first glance, well, when you first hear about it, like when we first heard about this three, four weeks ago, it was like, wow, we're getting a Loki show. It's pretty crazy, you know, coming from where we've came from with some of these Marvel television shows. But then you hear about the Scarlet Witch show, and then you hear about uh, Vision being in that show, and Winter Soldier, and Falcon, and you're like, I don't know if I really want a, a Loki show. You know, that's not really number one on my list. But we have to step back, I think, a little bit and, again, realize that beggars can't be choosers in the sense that Loki, Loki's a lot better than us getting a, you know, a Squirrel Girl show or us getting, like, some no-name some no name you just, character. You just uh, alienated all of our Squirrel Girl fans, so. Yeah, good, good the, the, three, the three listeners that are Squirrel Girl friends, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> um, like, I feel like, even having a show with a major character like Loki set in the MCU, uh, with a character in Loki that is going to likely command a high budget. Um, and that's something that we've seen from all of these Disney Plus shows for the most part, is doing Loki, doing Scarlet Witch, if, especially if it includes Vision, doing Falcon and Winter Soldier, doing two Star Wars shows, one in which it's, it's reportedly going to have the highest budget in television history. They're not sparing any expense when it comes to this Disney Plus app, this Disney Plus streaming service, which makes you then consider what are the possibilities for other Marvel content? What are, the, what are the possibilities for this Loki show in particular? Like you said, can they include Chris Hemsworth? Will they be going to different regions and different realms that we haven't seen potentially in Thor movies there's a lot there are a lot of different avenues they can explore with this Loki show it's it's interesting um I'm not that worried about the whole him still being alive thing because uh I feel like we've had that happen before but uh, it hadn't him well yeah we've had <laughs> yeah, it happen to him he's someone who escapes death constantly but it's even like his thing even like the idea of like there it being a spoiler that he's alive like I still don't know if it's a spoiler. I don't, I'm not. Con, I'm not 100 convinced this takes place after Avengers Four. I don't know. I'm yeah, not, we don't know yet. I'm not yeah, saying that know. it for sure. Yeah, we don't know yet. Isn't. I'm just saying I don't know. But like for even sure. like Agents of Shield. Remember that was kind of a conversation of like, is this a spoiler as to what happened with Coulson, or is he going to come back? How is he going to come back? And they they dealt with that first episode. Uh, right, his return and how that came about, and the whole first season was about how is he back. Um, so I feel like they'll know how to operate with that whole deal. Yeah, they had a template for how to do that with Agents of Shield. 
but yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm excited uh, just off the fact that, like, I'd rather have Loki in theory than uh, the Inhumans. And what's funny to me, too, is that, again, like, you know, since I've gotten back into reading comics over the last three years, two years, it's, it's, it's funny how, like, you know, fans who are you know, really... Combo fans, too, are complaining about, like, this maybe being a spoiler. But even fans who don't really read comics, like, you know, complaining about, oh, this is a spoiler if you're telling me he's coming back. I'm like, man, if you ever read comics, like, yo, Marvel and DC, they give up stories that are going to happen four months in advance. And you be reading the comic and be like, how does that happen if this guy is dead or not existent? And it's like, well, keep watching. or keep reading. And so I, it, I, I don't think that it bothers me as much if it is a spoiler. My thing is like, look, like... I'm used to reading comics and I'm saying, oh, like this guy's gonna have a, a his own series in five months and I'm like, he's not even alive or he's whatever or he's doing something else. Like, how does that even work? But my thing is, if the stories you're reading are good, like you'll want to see how we get to that point. And mm-hmm. I think we all can agree we're very invested in what's gonna happen in Avengers Four. So I'm very curious to see well, what will happen of Loki. Why will he come back if that is indeed what's happening? Um, in regards to storylines and, and, and whether or not he can carry his own show, um, it's a slight concern for me. It's not something that makes me feel like, oh, this show's going to be trash. I'm not going to give it a shot. But I do think that um, he's a character that I think I think it can go a lot of different ways because there are those shows that kind of – I think there are a lot of shows that have been great that have led with people that are bad people. I think I mean, there are iconic shows like that, you know. Sopranos, Dexter, Breaking Bad, like, you know, people have found a way to tell great stories with people who aren't necessarily uh, people you want to root for. But then they they tell the story in a way to which you you make you end up wanting to root for them based on how you tell it. So if they got the right showrunner, they got the right writers. I mean, they could make it great. Um, but I do think that's not an easy thing. It's much easier to have just a good person and then have you always root for them. That's like just a more easier thing to do not as tight a needle to thread but uh i I do have some concerns with that i do have some some concerns with um where the the setting of of a show like this is going to take place because uh for almost all of these movies every movie loki's been in has not taken place really on earth except for avengers he doesn't have much he doesn't do much on earth in thor one he doesn't do anything on earth in thor two uh that i remember and I don't remember anything from Thor three. Oh, oh, wait, oh, I'm not talking yeah, about that. I'm, I'm talking about Dark World. Uh, and Thor three, he's he's out of space. So, um, so is he gonna be on Earth? And how is that gonna look with him interacting with Earth Earthlings? Will that be? It could be an interesting story, but you know, that might be very different from what we've seen from him. Okay, if he's not on Earth and you're sending him all these different planets like we've seen from him so far, how is that gonna look? Um. That's a question, too. My theory is that this story could end up being, if you remember Thor 3, uh, Ragnarok, you know, Odin talking to his sons about making Norway the new Asgard. They were on their way to do that before they got just (laughs) completely railroaded by Thanos and his crew. I wonder if they're going to, I'm trying to think of how you could do this show and not have it be ridiculously expensive. I wonder if this kind of becomes loki's redemption that i don't know how what happens in avengers 4 but loki survives and somehow maybe thor doesn't and it becomes okay well what will loki do to honor his brother and his father 
will the thing would be for him to lead Asgard in Norway. So that's my theory of where this show is going is Loki as the king of Asgard in Norway and how he kind of handles dealing with regular people and his fellow gods, the few of them that may remain or the few of them that may be revived after whatever happens in Avengers 4. And just his dealings in that. And, you know, we'll probably see him do great things. We'll see him do terrible things. And I feel like that's what will end up being what this show is. That's my that's my that's my theory. And that's a show I will watch. But I do I, think that there there are questions about if you're sending them all out into space and stuff, I do have questions about that looking like it's on TV and not in the movie. Mm-hmm. But they make it grounded, something like that, I can see that working. I mean, I think it all depends on what budget they want to throw at this show. Right. Um, I I have some concerns about it being more of a comedy than anything else. Because um, I... I'm gonna be honest. I don't want to watch that. <laughs> right, right. I mean, if this, if there's gonna be Tom Hiddleston doing goofy things, impractical jokes, being goofy Loki, starring Loki, and it's like I don't, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like I mean, I'll watch it, but like, it's a, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I'll be like, is this something we have to review? You know, if this is a comedy, like, I don't know. I mean, I'll watch it. It's I don't probably, think they're gonna do a comedy, but I would be surprised if this show doesn't have. Oh, there's definitely gonna have a comedic, lot of comedic. There's elements. gonna, there's definitely going. There has to be comedic elements. Yeah, especially someone not, like his character, yeah, his I, characters, his powers. Yeah, I don't. I I would be, I would be upset if there weren't any comedic elements, as well. But I'm afraid they're gonna go too far on, mm-hmm. on with that and just make it all about Loki and him being a goofball and him. And I think he should know, be whatever. concerned then because I I feel like this show is happening because of the success of Ragnarok. I think people. I think that's one of people's favorite Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, and that movie is as much a comedy as almost any other movie that they've done. Right. You know, so if they're going to walk towards that line with this show, I think that's something that maybe you would possibly be concerned about. But if they execute it, they execute it. You yeah. Know? I mean, it, I mean, in theory, if it's executed so well that I'm just on the floor laughing, then I'll like it. But I, I would like, I would hope that this show has some some teeth to it some some like an actual plot that i can care about mm-hmm. anything any last thoughts on this Kendall? yeah no i mean i feel like I, honestly i just want to know more details about these shows from a structural perspective like the series how long will it be uh how long will each episode be um i mentioned the budget you would assume would be high uh, and like you, and like you mentioned, EJ, when will the show even take place? There are plenty of times. I mean, Loki's been one of the, basically one of the original characters in the MCU. Um, so you could this place could take place. This show could take place over probably a ten year period. So, um, and then ultimately, when will the show come out? Because that's also a conversation. Will it be? Will it come out at the release of this streaming service? Like Titans, will it be a show that comes out in 2020? Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of details that we still need to know about this. Yep, and I think that we're going to start to see these things slowly get rolled out. The closer we get to Captain Marvel, the closer we get to Event. Once Avengers 4 comes out, I think that the floodgates will open in terms of what exactly these things are. And I expect that time to be very exciting <laughs> in regards to like what we'll be um what we'll be getting from these uh from this app and from these shows i want to move on to the next story now i want to talk about uh joe russo so he is of course one half of the russo brother tandem that have been directing these last two avengers movies of course they did the last two captain america movies as well they're on slate to do avengers 4 joe did a q a 
on Instagram where he spoke about the timing of this movie. And that's, you know, it's kind of a nerd thing to kind of be very excited about, but it is something that we pay attention to. So someone asked him, he spilled it up, said it'll be three hours uh, with this movie. That's pretty much where it stands as of today. So, of course, what is it now? November, this movie comes out in May, right, May? Yes. Uh, so there's going to be editing done. That time could come down, but if it's at three hours now, it be hard. It's hard for me to imagine it go below two and a half hours at this point. If they, if they if they have a finished cut and it's three hours, they'd have to do a hack job to get that below two and a half or even that two and a half hours. So yeah. I think we were looking at what probably I don't know what the last movie did, but it, this the last one I believe was two and a half, right? Yeah. So I I think this is almost this is almost certainly going to be Marvel's longest movie. I know the last one was their longest movie. I think that this is almost a lot to do that, and it makes sense. I think. Because they're going to have to tie up so many ends that they let out, which they pretty much gave themselves an endless amount of possibilities of where things can go. Uh, as Doctor Strange <laughs> told us when he said there were millions of options of how this can go. And you know, there's only one where they win and they got to uh, tell us how that's going to happen. That's going to mean a lot of uh, a lot of loose ends being tied. So what do you guys make of this uh, of this runtime? Also, in that conversation, he also spoke about that the stakes in this movie would be, quote, 100% higher than the last movie. Kendall, I'll, take, I'll, I'll go to you first on this one. What do you, what do you make of, uh, of those comments from, from Mr. Russo? Yeah, I mean, the runtime, I, I agree that this will be a very long movie. Um, I don't think it'll be three hours, but I think it will probably eclipse the 230 mark, which, I mean, I don't I don't complain. You know, <laughs> you can get, I mean, I'll take more Marvel uh, any day of the week. Yeah, when, when he said three hours, I was like, good. Leave it. Yeah. Like, don't touch it. Nothing. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I mean, don't touch it, yeah. Um, which, I mean, it tells you about the quality of Marvel movies. Because if this was, they told me Just League was two, three hours. I was like, yo, I don't know if I have time. <laughs> I don't know if I have time for a three-hour Just League Three hours of what? <laughs> you know? I mean, for record, the Avengers Infinity, for, Infinity War movie was two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, it was two hours two and 40. 40. Yeah, I was yeah. going to mention that, too. So... This movie will be in that same ballpark, I'd imagine. Um, it's going to be... I mean, that, the fact that they say that that it's, the stakes are 100% higher for considering the stakes that were involved in Infinity War just tells you about, like, the magnitude of this movie. Um, yeah, I'm just... I'm still waiting for a trailer to come out because that's going to be epic whenever that comes, whenever that debuts. I'll tell you, I think that... I don't think that this... You know, we get a lot of director talk you know, and, 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 you know, actor talk when it comes to them talking about their own movies. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, movie. It's bigger, larger, and more obstacles and more surprises than you've ever seen. Shout out to Global Guts or Guts, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, that's where I stole that from. But that's what they talk about with every movie. It's like, this is bigger and badder every single time. Hyperbole, yeah. It's the hyperbole to get people excited to see the movie. And, like, look, they got to make money. I'm not hating on them for that. Uh, there's a chance that Joe is doing that with this. I don't think he is, though. I think that the idea that the stakes are 100% higher makes sense because it's different when your stakes in the last movie are defending something. They were defending the status quo. Yeah. Because Thanos was going to rip the status quo apart and kill a lot of people in the process of doing that. So defending something that already is is different than having to fight to change something. Yeah. They have to drastically to change something and fight to get everything back. And that leaves higher stakes. And when you've already lost 
so many people for now maybe for them they have nothing to lose but for us as fans in theory we have everything to lose because we've already lost in theory spider-man black panther uh you know falcon winter soldier you know the list goes on and on and on almost all the guardians of the galaxy we lost loki uh uh-huh hank pym hank pym we've lost everyone so for us the stakes couldn't be higher because one thing is we 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 got to hold on to what we have and we're already plenty of men and women down so i think he's not lying at all when he says the stakes aren't him to hire i think we're gonna see this movie and be like oh yeah like if they don't get this back like this is what it is what we have now is going to be what it is and that's not going to be great for us as moviegoers as fans of the stuff who love these characters yeah i mean the stakes are huge i mean um I mean, I would have, I would have honestly been a little surprised if he said the stakes were were not as big, you know, considering what happened at the end of the of uh, Infinity War. Um, I mean, as for the runtime, I'm thinking it's probably going to come clocking at around the same time as Infinity War. They're probably going to cut, trim, trim the fat, you know, trim whatever. Or Disney's going to be like, listen, it can't be three hours. <laughs> you need to make it a little less than that. They'll be like, okay, let's see what we can cut out. And it's probably going to be around two two hours and forty minutes. That's that. That would be my prediction. Um, uh, but either way, I'm glad that these movies, this and these movies, are so long because I just want more. And I think that there's a financial incentive to cut stuff out because at the end of the day, there's nothing they these people love more than saying, "Get to watch the three hour cut." Of oh yeah, of course. In the DVD, in the special DVD, or get the bonus so. footage you missed in the movie in the DVD. So like you know, Wonder Woman is the only current movie that I've seen recently that. It had a time, and nothing was cut. And, yeah. you know, Patty Jenkins talked about how excited and how proud she was that that's how it went. It's rare, though. I don't know any other, I don't know, I don't know any other movie that's had that situation yeah. happen. You know, so this would be very unique if they... Especially for something that comes in at three hours, that they were like, oh, no, it's fine. Right. And I, and I love the last movie. I think that they could have cut a little more. I thought that some of the stuff with... um. With Dinklage was a little long. Really? really? Yeah. I didn't dislike it, but I thought that, you know, having explained everything, there was a lot of back and forth. That part of the movie, I think, is if there's any part of the movie I think that dragged a little bit, that was it. Because I'm like, okay, we're doing all this to see Thor make a, ha- make a hammer or axe, whatever he made. Like, that didn't have to be as long as it was to me. So, I, I think that... It might not be a terrible thing that if they cut some stuff out, because Russo, I think with the last movie, definitely wanted to let everything breathe. And I think that's what made it great, was that a lot of the stuff breathed. They had so many characters, so many elements, that could have felt like a rush job, and they didn't, because they, they used the most of their two hours and 40 minutes. But, if it comes in at 2.45, 2.40, I'll be fine with it. If it's three hours, I'll still be fine with it, because I would have been fine with, you know, I was fine with the last movie. But, it... It doesn't mean that they're they're immune to possibly having some stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be in there. Yeah, I mean, Infinity War, I didn't even notice that it was two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, I, I didn't. didn't notice, no. I didn't notice at all. We'll have done <laughs> all the man. I watch it again. It still doesn't feel like it's two hours and 40 minutes. It's like when it's over, I'm like, wow, two hours and 40 minutes went by. Like, it, it <laughs> like Again, like- I lo- I'm not going to be make this a thing. I, I'm bashing that movie. I, that's the only part of the movie that I felt dragged a little bit. And it wasn't even a, it wasn't bad. It just was like, okay. Like, get me to the action. Like, okay, he's making a hammer, and he's got to do crazy stuff to do it. But, like, this is a lot for me just to watch him make a hammer. <laughs> I want to see Thanos. I want to see him get fight fight Thanos. Like, I got to see how this ends. And maybe that, that was a testament to just how strong 
all the other elements in the movie were, mm-hmm. you know, because again, I don't think that part of it was bad, but it was just like there was so much other stuff that was yeah. happening. I need to get to those other areas the of the world. Was, it was nonstop action. In the action. universe, actually. Yeah. It was nonstop action in that movie. So you can't, you're constantly watching fights go down, and it's kind of a lull in the movie. Yeah. Where there aren't fights going down. It's just him yeah. trying to make the hammer. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'm happy that they, I'm happy that that part was at least was part of the movie. I think for some people, it actually did give people a breather and gave a little bit of character development for, uh, for not only, um, uh, Thor and Rocket, but even also Groot. The first time we see Team Groot care about anything other than himself. Mm-hmm. And we learn about Dinklage's character. So it, it, it had a reason to be there. And it didn't not work. I just thought that, again, me personally, I thought it was the only part that dragged. But three hours, if that's what it is, I'm going to be okay with it. And I totally believe him that these stakes are much higher than the last movie. Okay, let's move on now. Let's talk about Aquaman. So the movie is getting closer and closer. We're, uh, we're just about a month away, right? Like It's a number 11th now. So the movie comes out. Um, it's a month, in, a month in like 10 days. Yeah. So, so we're coming in almost at a month from this movie so we're getting more and more stuff we got some new posters that came out this week that i thought looked pretty cool the entertainment weekly put those posters out um we got a runtime for this movie that's coming in at just under two and a half hours about two hours and 20 minutes and the biggest thing we got which i said earlier in the show is some people actually got to see this movie and they went on social media to talk about it so it seems like they've done some test screenings and so far it seems like this movie is turning out to be pretty good now, I haven't heard too many people, you know, go crazy and call it a classic or anything like that, but I have had people say that they like this movie. One person said Aquaman was so good with a lot of exclamation points. One person uh, said they were they were they were at a advanced screening uh, on the West Coast where they got to see it. And one person said, quote, I can't I can say I have seen Aquaman. I can't talk about details, but I can tell you it's a major achievement in filmmaking and storytelling. It's a display that Walter Hamada is doing a great job. It's evidence that James should direct, uh, James Wan, of course, should direct more DC movies. Um, one person said Aquaman the top, is my top DC movie now. You heard it here first. Uh, pretty much all of these were positive. Um, another person says, for those asking, audience seems to really love Aquaman last night. Haven't heard a single bad thing. Beautiful, funny, adventurous. It's everything you really want. The only kind of mad reaction, I think, was from this one guy who said, uh, so he saw Aquaman. It's pretty good. Not groundbreaking, but solid. Action is good. Story is all right. CGI is decent. Score is meh. Mera, Arthur are hit and miss. Overall, a good film. So he seemed to be the only guy that had, like, really anything negative to say about it. Everyone else seemed to say that this was a solid, good movie. What do you guys, uh, what do you guys make of this? Uh, just to add in one more, a Redditor said that, it compare it closely compares to uh, Ant Man the Wasp and Thor Ragnarok, which is interesting. That that suggests a very much a comedic tone, which yeah. I think we kind of saw a little bit in that last whatever you want to call that trailer footage, whatever they yeah. did that, that we talked about at Comic Con. Um, he said also said uh, it will probably suffer from some criticism that it deviates heavily from the original tone of the DCU to more closely resemble the MCU. That part I would disagree with, but. Uh, I want to get to you first, Shan. What do you make of these reactions and, and kind of weighing all of them? I'm loving these reactions. It sounds like more of what we were hearing before, mm-hmm. but just with a lot more positivity, right. which is good, of course. Um, um, I'm very curious about this movie because I was worried. Um, not 
really heavily worried, but I was slightly worried about how Manta was going to fit into this plot and how Orm was going to be received mm-hmm. by people. But it doesn't seem like there's... I don't, I'm not seeing any negativity regarding that. Yeah. Um, which is good. It's very good. So, um, so yeah, this is this is really, really good news. Um, you know, I mean, as for the people that are saying it's good, not great, I mean, that's, you know, that's good enough for me, honestly. Like, I... I it's, it's when it comes to the DCEU movies or I guess now Worlds of DC, um, I don't I'm not gonna I don't go in expecting a great movie. That just it doesn't happen anymore, you know. I just as the result of them having put out movies that are not great, besides Wonder Woman. Um so um so yeah, I mean I'm the it sounds like I'm gonna be satisfied I'm gonna be satisfied when I go see the movie. Um I think my only thing is I think we should all take we always have to take these early reactions with a grain of salt. Yeah. We saw what happened with Suicide Squad. I mean, we saw what happened with, you know, Batman v Superman. Uh, and with people were saying, and, oh, this is a, uh, amazing movie. You know. <laughs> we saw what we did to people with uh, Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, always, I always refer at, it's a good segue, because I always have to refer to uh, August 3rd, 2015. Uh, Golden State Warrior DeMarcus Cousins tweeted, just watched at Fantastic Four. Everyone in all caps got to check it out. All caps this weekend. <laughs> hashtag Michael B. Jordan. Hashtag Fantastic Four. So I always have to reference that when we talk about early reactions. <laughs> now, was he probably paid to say that? Likely. Does he? Does, has he met Michael B. Jordan? Possibly. Yeah, he probably is cool, with Michael B. Jordan. But uh, oh, you just got to throw that out there that. There are people out there that said Fantastic Four was an amazing. And hopefully, uh, Fox didn't give him the uh, the middle of exception to tweet that out. Yeah, I know. Right? He would have been vastly underpaid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he took that middle level exception from Golden State. He better not have taken it from yeah. Fox. That was he completely uh, just took the bullet for that one. Though uh, it can mean being compared to the MCU at all is a good sign as well. I would say. Yeah. So I think that kind of separates this from other DCEU stuff. Um, none of those were ever compared to the MCU. I'm a little concerned that they're gonna like. If that is true, this one redditor saying that um, it, it will compare more likely to the MCU, and perhaps people will, will be disappointed about it being with the DCEU. Uh, here's what I'll say: like I said, I didn't agree with that. I don't agree in terms of like the mass critics, and which is really what DC is worried about right now because they've been the ones that's been killing them. The critics won't complain about that; they will be happy because they they just have been so frustrated with what Disney this DC has offered recently, and for the most part, they should be. I would be concerned about. What are the blind Marvel fans who just want to just bash anything DC does? Just saying that this is like a some like a copycat of something that Marvel's done. At the end of the day, DC got to just do a good movie. They they can't worry about what their perception is going to be, and I don't think they have to worry about that too much. But there is a criticism I can see coming from the internet, not necessarily from like actual movie critics. It'd be like, oh, this is their effort to do an MCU movie, and I I hope that that doesn't happen. But that seems to be inevitable. Because people always want to say something bad about something. Uh, it's rare anything is universally liked. Kendall, what did you make of these? Uh, what did you make of these uh, reactions? Yeah, um, I feel like it's certainly positive. Uh, the thing about DC that we've always that we've continuously said over the last couple of years is they have to continue to hit singles and doubles. Yeah, you don't need to hit a home run. They did hit a home run Wonder Woman. And that was great. 
and I feel like they swung for the fences with Justice League. And struck out. And struck, struck out. Struck out swinging. Struck, <laughs> struck out, you know. Same with Batman v Superman. And that just brought them, all the momentum they had from Wonder Woman, it brought them two steps back after taking a step forward. So with Aquaman, with people saying, oh, it's not spectacular, but it's solid, it's a good movie, not a great movie, that's completely fine. It's perfectly fine. This movie does not need to be a 95% Rotten Tomatoes type of movie. It could be an 80% Rotten Tomatoes type of movie, and that'd be fine for DC, be fine for Warner Brothers, gets them to the next movie. Gets them to Captain... No, not Captain Marvel. Shazam. And that is also a movie that they're going to have a lot of pressure on, but ultimately, I feel like when you talk about the comparisons to the MCU, uh, some people saying it's going to be Paralleled similar to Ant-Man and the Wasp and Thor Ragnarok. Again, I, I see nothing wrong with that. I feel like those are good movies that were well-received, that were well-liked by fans, well-liked by critics. Maybe not spectacular movies in terms of reviews. Again, not movies that are 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. But if those movies were DC movies, they would be amongst the two or three best in that in that DCEU slate of movies. So um there are there there were a couple people apparently that felt it was I think it's the best DC EU yeah. movie. I feel like it's better than Wonder Woman. I don't know if that's because they have a lesser opinion of Wonder Woman or they think that high of this movie. Or like I said before, like they were there, they got to do the special event and like they're just hyped because they right, saw right. something that was decent. Yeah. Um I don't know what I don't know what the case may be, but that feels like an overreaction. I could be wrong. I haven't seen the movie, but I mean Wonder Woman. I, regardless of how I'll feel seeing the movie, I I'd be fairly. I feel like it's fairly safe to bet that Wonder Woman will have a more positive general consensus on its movie than Aquaman will have. I think so too. It's I mean, just more. It felt like it was more low risk. Aquaman seems like it's. It's taking more risks with, you know, CGI and the story than I think Wonder Woman will have taken. Yeah, I think just what Wonder Woman represented for a lot of people. Yeah, that too. I think it's just, it's hard, you know. This may still be the favorite for a lot of, you know, DC, DC, World to DC people, you know. Um, I mean, I know Man of Steel is back and forth for people, some people. I enjoyed Man of Steel a lot, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I know other people didn't. Um, the people were excited for Man of Steel 2 so I mean I feel like this can be another movie where it's like some people say Aquaman is their favorite you know some people don't say Aquaman is their favorite you know I think it's going to be one where you know it's all it's up to how you how you feel personally about it yeah and I don't I don't expect it to be as polarizing as Man of Steel because I think that um, like Kendall talked about swinging for the home run in uh, one sense, you could say this is a home run swing because it's how difficult the task is of doing a movie that's going to be at least a large portion of it underwater. So that's a swing in the mist. That's a swing already. That's a huge swing already. But in terms of not trying to go off the beaten path of doing something very, very drastically different than what we are used to seeing, it doesn't seem like this is what they're trying to do. It seems like they're trying to give us a kind of, I don't want to say run the mill, because I think this is going to end up being a a uh what's the word a groundbreaking movie for better or for worse because we haven't really seen someone try to do anything like this 
But I don't think they're gonna. But because of that, I think they're gonna focus more on getting that stuff right, and not the story being something that's so crazy and so different than what we're used to seeing. I know someone said that it will be it will deviate from the DCEU, but I think, again, I think that's gonna be looked at as a positive because I think we'll be able to focus on okay, they got the CGI and stuff right, and the storyline was fine. It was good. Everyone was solid. We didn't need it to be something crazy. You know, if they do a Thor Ragnarok or Ant Man Wasp. But these are Thor Ragnarok, then that would be great for them. But they, even to do Ant Man and the Wasps, that would be fine. Um, they just need to do something that that that's solid that can get them back on solid footing because this will be the movie that leads us into next year's uh, movies that are Shazam and Wonder Woman 1984. Is that next year, 84? Yes. Yeah. So next year is actually a big year for DC. This was their only release for this year, and it's coming way late towards the end of the year. It's almost like we've kind of forgotten about DC and all of this because we've had so many Marvel movies since then. We've had a Deadpool movie since then. This is a huge movie from them. They can't just they can't screw up any momentum heading into next year. So I'm uh, hopeful by these reactions. I think that these reactions are going to end up probably being what we all think that this is a, a very good movie and a good step for DC. And uh, hopefully the these aren't fans that are just, you know, super hyped that they got to see an early cut and that, you know, are, are leading us astray. But I, I don't think that's the case. I think that by the time uh, this is all said and done, we'll be excited for that movie moving forward. Um, I do want to talk now and move on and and, uh, and talk about some two quick stories before we get to the, the TV recap this week. So the CW released their first official uh, footage or not footage, but official image of Superman and Lois Lane together. As part of the CW uh, crossover episode, which is called Else Worlds, um, the picture depicts Superman with Lois. It looks like they're in the Fortress of Solitude. Um, not much really else to take from the picture, but uh, Hawkins did talk about the relationship between Lois and Clark, and he said, "quote It is very strong, and that when we see them together here, it's going to be they're going to be quote deeper into the relationship. So there's a, there's that comfortability factor, and they know each other so well." They really kind of have a life together. So, uh, I'll actually go first on this. I'm always tossing to you guys and, and then me happy. Yeah, yeah, man. Be selfish. <laughs> selfish. Um, I, I'll say this. I, I think that this I think this image is cool. I think that this is a, a, a cool image. I, you know, I, I don't really get Lois's dress, but I don't know. Whatever. It, it, she looks kind of like someone from, like, Krypton. Right. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know why she's wearing that particular getup, but, but otherwise, the image, is, I think, is cool. Um, I'm more interested in what Hawkland said about their relationship, which I do find interesting. And I kind of like that we're seeing, again, uh, an established relationship with Lois and Clark. Because I think that's what we liked about seeing Superman in the show, was that Superman came in and he was established. We kind of saw, he was able to speak about things where you realize, okay, this Superman is not someone that's like brand new. He's been doing this for years and years. He has a life. He's kind of settled in. And um, and that was kind of great to see because, you know, every Superman we've kind of seen, we've always had to, you know, kind of see him come up the ranks through an origin story, whether it be Christopher Reeve's Superman, whether it be uh, whether it be um, um, Cavill. The only one we haven't seen that from was the Brian and Roth Superman, but that was because that was technically a sequel to what we saw from the Christopher Reeve Superman. So I think it's dope that, that we have a Lois and Clark that are established. I think it will give people a lot of uh, mem- uh, memories of the Lois and Clark TV show. So I dig this. I think the costume, I think Superman's costume still looks great. I think this image is a great image. It can't help, it can't, I can't help but get excited for a potential Superman show that is, of course, being discussed, according to multiple reports. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a, I think the image is really cool, you know. I mean, I think he looks good as Superman in the picture. Um 
you know, I, I like that. Uh, I think this is a new look for Lois, of course. I mean, she's usually just in some kind of business suit. Yeah. You know, because that's kind of her, her motif, where she's a businesswoman. Um, uh, but here she's kind of dressed in, looks like some Kryptonian garb, which is interesting. So I'm interested to see that as well. Yeah, maybe there's a reason why she's dressed like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am... Um, it should be cool to see Superman and Lois shown this way. You know, like you were saying, it's probably going to have be uh, give people flashbacks to the Lois and Clark show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. It, it, it looks like it's going to be very fun. I think she looks good as Lois Lane. I yeah, she's a good, yeah, she looks like a good casting so far. Yeah, so I like the casting. Um, I like that I'm going to get to see them as an established kind of couple instead of us constantly seeing... You know, the Clark, chase. yeah, the chase. Yeah. So, because so even in the Superman cartoon, it's a chase because they're never together. Exactly. So yeah, that'll be good to see. It, it should be fun to see. Yeah, yeah, I think it uh, looks pretty good. Um, I thought I feel like the actresses playing her playing Lois may look a little older than Clark does, um, but other than that. Uh, Feel like it may may look better when we see her on screen. Um, I think the the concept, uh, what the, with what they're going for in the Elseworlds crossover, should be fun. There was uh, I forgot where I had heard this, but apparently, Hawkland's going to be playing two different Supermen. Yeah, in this crossover. If so. you've seen any of those uh, set photos, which you know. Some people may be trying to, you know, avoid them. With my Instagram, it's kind of hard to avoid a lot of that stuff. It's clear that, yes, that's definitely happening. Right. I won't say anymore, but it's very yeah. clear based on what I've seen that it's definitely something's going on. So, I mean, because I was worried that, because we had seen pictures of, like, Hawkland in different in a different costume. So I was worried, like, yeah, Hawkland was going to be in the crossover, but he's going to be playing some random version of Superman and he won't actually be Superman mm-hmm. but if we are going to get the actual Superman as well as some sort of Elseworlds version of him mm-hmm. um, that's cool uh, so I mean I'm I'm all for it uh, I think it looks cool and um, I'm just waiting for the Metropolis show you mentioned uh, you mentioned the age it is important to note that uh, Elizabeth Hawk Ho- T- Tulock who's playing Lois is 37 Hawkins 31 so yeah, they, there they, is an age <laughs> difference. So Kendall noticed that. I didn't really notice it. It didn't stick out to me. But then it maybe stick. It may be curious. That, okay, well, is he I mean, is he completely off? Two man's a Kryptonian. Doesn't really age. So that's true. So I, that, you can make that cover, but yeah, yeah I don't it's just know. not something I've seen before. Um, but yeah, otherwise I think this is all dope. I'm 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 excited to see what's gonna happen. Uh, I I you know I I kind of slammed that poster that they gave us with the, the twisted. Oliver and Barry. I'm hoping that this isn't a joke um, thing. But if you're showing me Lois and Clark, you're showing me Batwoman. I'm 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 holding. I hope that this is as serious as it gets with this. And they're saying that this is by far the best crossover they've done. So let's see what they got. And uh, the last story we got involves uh, Captain Marvel. So of course, there's a lot of excitement about that movie. It comes out in March, and Jude Law was on the Colbert Show talking about this movie along with his career and Colbert 
who is a superhero comic book nerd, so he was the right person to have on, uh, he was the right person to have asking the questions in this interview. He pressed Jude Law a little bit on who he's exactly playing. You know, he said that when he first was cast that he, he thought that he was playing Marvel and that, you know, we haven't really gotten anything from him. And, you know, Corey asked, so you're not Marvel? And Law responded, I can't tell you who I am. Uh, after they kind of went through a back and forth, they, 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 they say he said that you know Marvel kind of is is has him tight lipped and there's a lot of security was the word he used around the reveal of his character. Um, Kendall, what does that mean to you when you hear Jude Law say that? Yeah, it was very uh, very interesting interview. Um, I get the the sense I got when you know he asked him the he Colbert continuously asked him multiple times whether or not he's Marvel and. Jude Law being very careful not to answer that question. Uh, he didn't deny it, so it doesn't mean he's not Marvel, but also didn't confirm it. This could be nothing. This could be, you know, Marvel hasn't officially revealed him to be Marvel yet, so he can't come out and say it. Just like Wilson Bethel for a long for a long time wasn't Bullseye until Marvel officially announced it at Comic Con. That's true. Um, so it could be something like that, where the reports aren't lying, you just can't say it yet, or it could be something, and it could be that he's not, he hasn't been playing Marvel this entire time, that could have been a false flag put out there by, by somebody, by Marvel, as a distraction, that could be just bad reporting, bad sourcing, uh, I don't think that it would be a 180 that they, you know, <laughs> they decided mid-filming, oh yeah, you know what, let's not make him Marvel. Oh no. No, um, not. Uh, and what I think the most likely scenario is is that, given that this is Captain Marvel, I think there's a good chance that he is Marvel, but that he's also a scroll. Which whoa, something that's that, a major twist. There. Something that they can't handle <laughs> the double twist. Something that us. they can't reveal during. How would that work? So you're saying that in so if that if in that theory that means that he would. Like we, he comes in the movie, and we know he's immediately Marvel because like he can't, you can't reveal him as Marvel and then he's a scroll, right? Like that. I mean, you could, but like, that's not necessarily what I, I, I. That's not what I'm proposing. It's not impossible. Like we don't know who he is throughout the movie, and then if reveals he's Marvel, then like the last scene, oh, he's, he's, I think they, he's they, a scroll. They could do that. They could do that. But I don't think that's what they would. But do. within the story, I feel like, and I know we've had this conversation about Marvel before. Like for us, that would be insane. But I feel like still for like seventy percent of the people, they'd be like, "What just happened? Yeah, who is that? I don't care. Who is Marvel? But Marvel why is it a big deal? He's not Marvel. What I mean, is going on? I mean, Adam Warlock, Guardians post credit scene. But that's a post. Man. That's a post credit scene. I mean, that's true. what you're talking about like, that's alluding to a movie that's now we know many years down the line. I mean, this is the setup for the next phase. Of Marvel, if that's yeah. what you're suggesting. My guess is that it'll be like early on in the movie, he is Marvel. Like, that's his character. They just didn't say it. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, whether it be the third act or just the end of the very end of the movie, it's revealed that he is a scroll or he turns at some point as a scroll. But they can't. I mean, they can say. The only flaw in that logic is why. It'd be almost counterproductive to not reveal him as Marvel now, because mm-hmm. if you want to reveal him as Marvel, you if you want to make that twist even bigger, you promote him in the movie. You continue to say, 
oh yeah, Marvel and Captain Marvel, you know, go on an adventure. They do all this, and then by the end of the movie, you turn out he's a scroll. That turns your entire concept of the movie upside down. Um, maybe they just don't want to risk it, similar to the Mandarin thing, mm-hmm. where like they also tried to do that. Where like, it would turn everybody's concept of the Mandarin completely upside down, middle of the movie, right. and it just ruined it ruined the movie for a lot of people. Um, or maybe they just don't want people fishing around the movie because you say he's Marvel, all it takes is one scoop for somebody to be like, oh Marvel's gonna be a scroll, yeah. just like the Mary Jane, you know. That's what I was gonna say is that you talked about it could possibly being like uh like Bethel and Bullseye, but I said this also could be like a Mary Jane MJ thing, which we had with uh, Zendaya for months, yeah, saying that I'm Michelle, I'm Michelle, I'm Michelle, I'm Michelle, because there was that leak that there was gonna be some moment in the movie where she says that she's MJ. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean they could do the whole thing where they reveal that he's Marvel. And then they would have to reveal it either early in the movie yeah. or somewhere in the middle of the movie. Cuz I agree with you that they couldn't do that at the end of the movie. That would be that, very weird. That wouldn't yeah. make any sense. But it only makes sense to us. Yeah. But it wouldn't make sense within the story cuz this is yeah, a new exactly. character you're introducing. Yeah, exactly. So um so, yeah, but, I mean, as for him just being tight-lipped in general, I kind of expected this, you know? I mean, it's it's rare that we have characters, um, you know, where uh, where the, we just know that this character is in the movie, but, like, you know, um, everyone suspects he's playing a certain person, but we don't know yet. And it's like, clearly they're keeping it secret just to you know, for whatever reason, they just want to keep it secret. Same thing with Bullseye. You know, they want to keep it secret, just can't confirm it yet. You know, maybe they'll reveal it in trailer two. Maybe we don't know. We don't know when they're going to reveal it or if they're going to reveal it. Um, I mean, he could be a scroll. Anybody could be a scroll. I mean, honestly. Captain Marvel could be a scroll. I mean, we, we have no idea. <laughs> I, I wouldn't bet money on that. I wouldn't bet money on that. No, yeah, but it's possible. Not. You know, it, it comes that would to, be. Look, you want to talk about invasion? No one's safe. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk know, about a major saying. movie twist on Darth Vader level? If they reveal Captain Marvel to be a scroll, that would be earth shattering. Well, I feel like that that ship sailed because like, the only way they could have done that would there's a way where they could have made that work. It would have been having Captain Marvel somehow show up in Avengers in Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah, then then, then having Avengers this movie happen in 1990 whatever 95 yeah, yeah, is the yeah, word we're hearing yeah. and then have and her come yeah. into to, to, to take back herself from the scroll right they yeah. didn't do any of those things so that ship i think sailed from a storytelling standpoint. yeah i agree which i'm sure that was put on the on the whiteboard probably was it, the way they make it sound it sounds like everything is on the table pretty much and then they kind of go through why they shouldn't do certain things and then they end up coming up with a plan yeah exactly so uh in terms of jude law i mean i think he's marvell I don't think the scroll thing's happening with Kendall. This theory, I don't think that it's a, I don't think that it's completely crazy theory. But they, there are too many, there are too many obstacles that get in the way of that making sense for them to do it. Now it doesn't mean that directors haven't done things that don't make sense or haven't done things that appear not to make sense but end up being brilliant. So, who am I to say? But I, I, I just don't know if that would make sense from a story standpoint. I think the story with this, the cliffhanger for this movie should be her getting to the current time. I don't think the cliffhanger is involving someone from that past time being something that they're not. So I mean, there's gonna be multiple cliffhangers if it's a Marvel movie, right? But I just don't think I just don't know what the cliffhanger is of someone from 1995 being someone that they're not. That's the timing. I think I, I think that it just 
we need to just get her into the future. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if we should really, really should be leaving much doubt about stuff that's happening in 1995. I think we need to know what that is and then move on to before we, before we get to Avengers 4. Um, so, But I think that he's Marvel. I think that they're keeping him very tight-lipped. Uh, if Kendall... I think that him saying that there's a lot of security around the name, I think that wouldn't make sense if Kendall's saying because, okay, yeah, there should be a lot of security around the character Marvel. But if it's something else... Well, then that would make sense for him saying that it's just very tight-lipped and they can't say anything about this character. So for a long time, I don't think that like the the Marvel reveal will be dope. I don't think that I don't think it's something they needed. I think they could have revealed him as Marvel and it would have been fine. There, for a long time, his IMDb page or on the IMDb page of Captain Marvel, he was listed as playing Walter Lawson. Mm-hmm. So that's nobody. <laughs> but we've seen this before. I mean, I, again, with the whole Wilson Bethel playing FBI Agent Three, yeah. you know, I remember. I remember the time I was like, "Yo, man, it's very." They, they they can't say he's bullseye because that I guess would be a spoiler at this stage. Um, but I feel like Jude Law playing Walter Lawson that would lean more towards he will be a scroll at some point. But maybe he can, they can't reveal it in story. Or they will reveal in the story and they can't reveal it beforehand, or maybe he's Marvel under in disguise. I don't know. But there's a lot of there there are a lot of different layers they can go with this dude log thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 some definitely some avenues they can go. Um Marvel seems one that seems to be most likely. I do think that it is how I mean, he was being pressed. So when you're pressed, I guess you got to fight. But I was surprised. I was a little surprised how like defensive and how much he talked about how Marvel was like. You cannot tell anyone about what you're doing in this movie. A little surprised it was that it was that it was on that kind of level. So which makes me think that there will be a major reveal centered around his character during the movie. It's quite possible. It's quite possible. But um, we had the point in the show now where I think it's time to talk about some of these uh, some of these. TV shows. So this week we're going to be talking about Arrow and Black Lightning. I guess we can talk start with Arrow. Um, so you know, we last time we talked about Arrow, I believe it was the season premiere. So that now we've seen three episodes since that episode. Uh, my theory that Oliver was that guy in the hood is, I think, pretty much dead. Oh, yeah. that's 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 not. Yeah, but yo, how did how is he doing this, man? I'm watching yeah. this episode. How yeah, is he yeah, the great no, Arrow? Yeah, after like after oh, like the second no episode, way. I was like, yeah. No, 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 no. So I was I was completely completely wrong about that. We don't have still really an idea of who the hood the guy in the hood is yet oliver you know it's a guy true that's who, what the people, person that's in the hood is saying yeah, we'll, we'll talk about we'll like, talk well, about this the uh the uh you know who is shadow shadow, yeah, shadow. Nissa. Nah. i don't know but whoever the person in the hood is it's not oliver that <laughs> seems to be right. very clear um he's still in lockup and he's kind of going through a weird situation <laughs> where he had to fight to try to, you know, get Brick to help him to learn who was, who, how did he get into contact with Diaz to try to ambush him in episode one, and how can he get in contact with Diaz, who was the person in, inside. Brick tells him it's some guy named the Demon. That, when I heard that, I was like, um, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, are, no we going, are we going down that path again? <laughs> that would be shocking. It didn't, so far, it doesn't seem like we are going down that path as of yet. It took us down to level two, which is where he had to go. And right now, he's been in some weird interrogation. 
uh, shrink deal where he's been kind of been forced to kind of reveal things about himself and kind of just like his mindset in terms of him taking this mantle of the Green Arrow, what it means to him, why he took it, whether or not it's even viable, and what it's doing to his relationship to his son. The guy who's doing it, the black uh, Hugo Strange. <laughs> it is very the, what we're seeing is very Hugo Strange. I, 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 to the point where it makes me wonder, like, why wouldn't they just make this guy who goes straight? They've already used Batman villains. You could just use to do this, but it makes me think that he is the guy. I think I don't know about you guys. I think he's the guy that like is like in contact with you guys. He's the demon. Maybe he could very well. If there, if there's a guy that is the demon, I I would not be surprised if it was him. Because he's learning so much about Oliver, and it's like why so Oliver fought some dudes and like. It just seems well beyond the me- the means of a psychiatrist for what he's trying to get out there. He's pretty much torturing him and forcing him to tell him Man, things about... The prison about- system is uh, corrupt. I, I look, I, we all understand that. But I'm just saying... <laughs> he force- doesn't need motivation. I'm just saying they're forcing him to say a lot of things that doesn't seem to be... That doesn't seem to... would be That doesn't seem like it would be a need to them or be of importance to them. Uh, unless he was trying to get that information to someone else. So... That was my take from that standpoint. We've also kind of seen Felicity, you know, get more and more kind of desperate and reckless with how she's handled things. We saw her uh, kind of go at it with John and, and, you know, blow his cover on a couple of missions. We've seen her kidnap a silencer, who's one of the, the, the now kind of hench women and men working for Ricardo Diaz. She's going down kind of a darker path, and uh, it looks kind of funny that Black Sabbath is kind of digging it. <laughs> um, and uh, what, else, what else we have? And then we have the future stuff, where um, still a lot of questions with that. Um, in the future, Star City was taken back by the Glades. Um, William's kind of been on this like run where he's trying to learn answers about why he was given this rock from Felicity, which we saw her him give him in episode one. It's revealed that, uh, and I thought it was kind of a cool reveal how they kind of, what is the word, kind of foreshadowed uh, Renee's daughter, you know, either being a canary or working with the Black Canary. And then we see in the future that she is working with the Black Canary. And um, in a, a world where vigilantes are hunted pretty much, and the Glades kind of run everything, and the police work for the Glades. And it seems like they're just a criminal. It sounds like Arkham City to me. That's what it, that's what it sounds like, and uh, and that they're part of this resistance trying to fight back. But in this timeline, Felicity Smoke is dead, so a lot's happening. Sham, I'm very curious to say what what do you make of what we've seen so far from Arrow this season? Um, I'm liking Arrow this season. I'm I'm enjoying Arrow this season. I watch it weekly on Monday when it comes out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm liking Arrow, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's interesting seeing, seeing Oliver in this being so beaten down and we've seen him being beaten down a million times, but in, in prison like this, you know, where, where he put himself there and he can't get out like because of the circumstances of his life, he cannot get out. Um, so uh, so it's really har- it's really um it's really cr- uh, crazy seeing him in this uh, in this type of position. Um, I'm liking the future, the flash forwards with William and Roy, 
and them trying to figure out very flash esque, man. Yeah, very flash esque. I mean, listen, well, not new, not new flash. Yeah, yeah, very retro, (laughs) retro flash. Um, which we'll get to flash uh, at some other point, but (laughs) (laughs) which that's a whole other thing. But um, uh, but yeah, I'm liking the flash forwards. You know, I it was cool seeing, um, seeing uh, Renee's daughter. Yeah, as the current Black Canary. Uh, that was a cool reveal. Felicity's kind of losing it right now, um, which, I mean, is is kind of sad to see, honestly. You know, it's sad to kind of watch her just kind of completely just fall apart in trying to hunt down Diaz. Well, Diaz, I'm sure he doesn't, I mean, I'm sure he, you know, wants revenge on Oliver, but... His plans are much bigger than yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So she's just co- totally falling apart as a result of that. Um, and um, I'm, and I'm liking I'm liking the drama between Renee and uh, and the the uh, um, uh, the current Black Canary Dinah Dinah. Right. I don't know why I was forgetting her. Um, I like the the drama between <laughs> Renee and Dinah. Um, the kind of back and forth, the kind of butting heads, and she had to arrest him and all that stuff. Um, uh, I'm liking Renee a lot more. Yeah, yeah Renee's in a good in. spot. I agree. I think he's been one of the better characters. Yeah, he's definitely been one of the better characters. He's kind of stepping up, taking more of a lead role. He's have he's having a lot more screen time now that Oliver's in prison. He's not just you know the guy that Oliver's either yelling at because he's like, "Why are you going off doing?" Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, and he's not just <laughs> wild dog. You know, that just wants to shoot yeah. things or whatever. He's he's, yeah, a, he's a real like community leader. He's a real. He's a community yeah, not leader. Not just Timo Cruz. He's a, yeah. Timo, <laughs> he's not Timo Cruz with a weapon. <laughs> You know, he's actually leading his community. He's being a good father, doing all this stuff. And it's like, that's cool to see him take that role and kind of try to try to form Team Arrow again, kind of. You get that vibe that he wants to form Team Arrow again, mm-hmm. but he can't just come out and say, let's be Team Arrow again, guys. So that's cool to see. Much less Curtis, which I don't – I kind of miss seeing Curtis. Yeah. yeah they well, he's been, he's, been, re- he's they, been reduced. They, they yeah. ran him off the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't see Kurt as much anymore. He no, just Diggle. Went, he just no, no, no Black Diggle, Diggle on really only had one episode where he goes on that, you know, that, you know, that that mission with Lila. Yeah. And that kind of was his one episode. You know, yeah. he has these moments, you know, we saw him fighting Diaz's crew, yeah. with Felicity's help. But otherwise, he's kind of also yeah, been otherwise, on the Diggle, sidelines. Diggle's been on the sidelines. Well, um of course Williams not in the show anymore. He just he's just not oh, in yeah, the show anymore. Yeah, he's done. So, um but yeah, I think the cast is doing a good job, and I like the story so far. Um, I kind of miss some of the some of the old the old crew, but you know, I guess we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. Yeah, yeah, no, I think Arrow. Um, things been good. Uh, I feel like the the whole Oliver in prison thing has it certainly certainly has a dark kind of tone to it, um, which I guess maybe it should be. Uh, I do get the sense that he's gonna be in there for a while. Yeah, you know, I, Stephen Amell took offense to people saying it's gonna be a three episode art and he's gonna be out of prison. But well, we're in episode, going to episode five now. And yeah, he's nowhere near. He ain't getting out anytime soon. Yeah, and you really don't see a path of him getting out at no. least for now. So, uh, just like from like a story perspective, is he gonna be a fugitive when he gets out? He's gonna get out, you know, above the, the law. Yeah, through the system. Um. So that's something to to look out for, but yeah, what's really caught my attention has just been this, both the flash forwards uh, into the future, and then also 
the the whole new green arrow conspiracy um in terms of the new green arrow i feel like there are a lot of you had your oliver queen theory which yep. was interesting um uh, I've heard there's, there's there's the Roy Harper theory. Some people I don't think, think it's Roy, Roy Harper, but I feel like that's too predictable. It's too clear cut. Um, I feel like also Thea's. It could be Thea. The person is definitely not as big yeah, it's, as it's Stephen Amell. Yeah, they're the not as, like. And when you said it could be a woman, I was like, well, yeah, that's why I think it's that kind of makes sense because this person. It, I mean, I don't know if that if it is, but this person is not as built as Stephen Amell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think they that's more that's becoming more and more known. I feel like in episode one it was less clear, which may be why you had the whole right. thing. I think he's Oliver. In episode one, I was like, but you see clearly this is a more. guy. Clearly he's a, a season. Yeah, that's what I thought it was Roy Harper. I was like, <laughs> you know, Roy Harper. I'm like this guy's clearly built. He's been Arrow before, so uh, you know it could be Roy. You know it could be uh, well Merlin, Tommy yeah, Merlin, yeah, yeah. Could Malcolm be Tommy Merlin, Merlin, Robert Queen, or something. We don't know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. But but clearly it's a male. But in, in the later episodes, it seems that it is looking more toned, I guess. So now, what's interesting is obviously we have this future stuff. We don't know who's going back and forth in time. If there's someone going back and forth in time, mm-hmm. I think there will be because. What's the relevance of the future if we're not going back and forth in time? Yeah, you know, like it is risky doing that in Arrow, man. It not is going back and forth. Yeah, I don't know how that would even work. <laughs> I would think it would be that's like some da- future that's tech, Damian Dark stuff, like some smoke tech from the future. So <laughs> the person from the future is going back, but there's an actress, Catherine McNamara, yeah. that has been cast as somebody named Maya, that is supposed to be a recurring character this season. We have not seen her yet, but who could she possibly be playing? If we haven't seen her, but she's supposed to play a significant role in this season, it would make sense that she, if, that she was playing, that she's playing the Green Arrow that we don't know, the Mystery Green Arrow. Um, also, given that she, we think this a Green Arrow could be a female, so uh, got to keep her in mind. Who she could be? Is she actually Maya? Is is that a cover? Um, is Maya who who could Maya even be right. if she is the Green Arrow? Where did she come from? A lot of different questions, but um, but also on the future thing. Like I said, is this a situation where we're flashing forward for no reason? Because if that's the case, then I don't care about these future. I mean, they gotta have a reason for it. Yeah, they have to have a reason for it. Um, it's just so far I haven't cared. I mean, it's cool. Like, I mean, I, I pay attention when it happens, and it's like, you know, I want to see what I want to see what's going on. But it's like, they haven't given me a reason to really. I mean, I think it's moving quicker than I would have anticipated. I mean, I think that stuff. And to be fair, you know, Arrow had a plan in terms of talking about Oliver's time on Leah and you. I felt like the flashbacks before were really slow. Well, yeah. With this yeah. one, like, I mean, I thought Williams going to be on Leanne U for, like, most of the season. Yeah. He was off in, like, episode three. I was like, yeah. okay, all right. They already got they Star already City. They already Star City, you know. Yeah. And, Felicity's and dead. Felicity's dead, and we're <laughs> seeing Nina. I'm like, oh, my God, okay, but this story is moving along. So that gets me excited. So I don't think that it will be as long. Yeah, I mean. In that regard. I just want to get to the punchline. I mean, obviously you can't rush this story, but 
I just want to know what the punchline is and if it's worth me paying attention. Because we've had plenty of flashbacks in Arrow history where the punchline was not worth. Oh, the writer. Right, the, yeah, the writer right, is right. The, the obvious one where it's like, man, we waited all season. And this was, this was about some totem. Like so that's my idol. <laughs> so so, I, so that's why, you know, I'm cautious cautiously Queen. optimistic. <laughs> Queen. Where's my idol, Mr. Queen? So you're still not cooperating, Mr. Queen. <laughs> that guy, man. Oh my god, man. That's one of the worst things. Dark days now. Yeah, man. Literally the dark days. <laughs> Literally and figuratively. Um I think I think it's been pretty good. Uh I think the future stuff, in regards to that, I'm invested. I like that. It's I think it's moving at a good pace. Um, the Felicity. I know a lot of people weren't crazy about Felicity is dead. I'm like, well, I mean, William in this, William looks like he's like 30. So this is like at least. 15. I don't think that was kind of weird that Dinah was like the same actress. But like she I, but like they, they 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 gave her the gray hair. Did she? So, uh, yeah, so dark hair though. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh really? And then I kind of looked at, like, oh, she has the gray hair, and like they, <laughs> well, yo, she definitely like, gave her she some would makeup. Be like Fifty something at this point. They gave her some makeup look. They they did. They tried to do a good job. It was hard. Um, but they they did the best they could with that. But my thing is, William is at least this is at least 15, 20 years in the future. So my thing is, okay, Felicity's dead. Like, yeah, she would have died young, but like, you know, it's not like she would have like. It, it's not like, um. She, this means that she gets killed off in this timeline, like in this where we are now. Like I don't think this means that oh, Felicity's gonna die at the end of the season. Like no, she could have died ten years from now from cancer or something like that. You know who knows why she met her demise. So, so I think that was a, a good cliffhanger. But I know a lot of people on the internet are very panicked. Some people, some people are really happy because they don't like her character. So I would say everybody punt the brakes. I don't think this necessarily means that Emily Bet Rickards is on her way out soon. I just think that this is. The story, and perhaps it will get retconned by the end of this, where this won't all because this is definitely an apocalyptic type future that we're looking at right now. Right. Though it is, I think that is a kind of a plot. It is kind of a plot error, though, that William would would be so surprised that Star City was in such shambles. Because like, isn't he from the United States or from Earth? Like, why would he like come back to Star City and be like, "What the hell happened? How did how do you not know that Star City was taken? Like, wouldn't it have been like yeah. major news? That's like a to me, that's a major plot hole. Like, yeah, I mean, like Roy not knowing is is fine because he he's, he's been on an island. But William should be like, oh yeah, I know this is all this joint is trash. <laughs> See, he's trash. Why well, I don't live there anymore? Like, that seemed to not make any sense. Like him having to learn. I mean, maybe that he's been Felicity, even him having time. to learn that Felicity was dead didn't seem to make much sense to me. He says he's a billionaire. He says that in the in I think in that episode, or if not that yeah. episode, episode before, where you know he says that you know he, his ex boyfriend you know left him basically because he had commitment issues because of what happened with, with him and Felicity, Felicity and Oliver kind of just abandoning him. And, uh, and that, oh, I listen, I, he's like, I made, made a billion, that million dollars or whatever he said. So he's well off. So the fact that he couldn't like open up a newspaper or go on social media to find that Felicity Smoke was dead or that Star City was taken by well, the Well, maybe police, that wasn't even common. Maybe that's not reported. How would that, something like that not be reported? Something, he's from Star City. Or well, he's he not, lists he, he hasn't been like back, Star right? Star City. Yeah, well, if he I don't think, I don't, think he, I don't think he ever went back. I know that. I, I'm of the impression that he never saw Felicity again. Yeah, again. I agree. I just think that Felicity, him not knowing that Felicity became like, did he know that? I don't remember. But well, like Felicity becomes like the head of a major company. Like she becomes a, probably like a billionaire herself, if not yeah. something, if not at least a millionaire. Like he seemed to be just like out of the complete loop. That just doesn't. Someone who's a billionaire that just doesn't seem to make any sense to me. Mm. 
So yeah. I, I just got the sense that it was like, like that place was like a war zone. Like we don't know what we don't know what's going on in Star City. You gotta like be there to see it. My thing is, why does he know that? That's why I don't. That's know that. true. Yeah, he should. He, be, he should know that. Someone should. Yeah. Someone knows. People know that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that just seemed like a plot hole that I don't know if they are gonna fix. But, but I'm still invested. Uh, yeah, I think that's cool that Renee's daughter is taking up the fight because we kind of see. I like what we see from her and him kind of, her being like more supportive of him going out there and helping people and 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 doing stuff. Like when she was in the hospital, she was like, "You should be out there helping people." Like I'm fine. Like we see that she has a kind of spunk about her. She definitely is Renee's child. And her being taken out that mantle and uh, fighting crime, I think that that makes sense for what they've shown from her so far. Uh, in terms of the uh, the Green Land, the Green Arrow uh, theory, I, I'm now back on to the William bandwagon that this person is William, and that he's whatever he sees in the future, he realizes he has to fix everything, and it's going to start with fixing something that's happening now. Like something's wrong now, and it has to be fixed. Kind of. In some ways, similar to uh, to Nora, you know, Nora went back because it was around. She knew soon she would have to fix Barry being sent away for good, and that this was her only chance really to do it and learn about her father if she fails. I think this is kind of William having the same situation, but it being someone female with the McNamara uh, casting, that's possible. Um, with Thea kind of in the wind. That's also very possible, especially when you see Roy in the shape that he's in. When Thea was brought up, he didn't really seem excited to talk about Thea in any way. It so. would be weird if Thea was still off doing nothing, even after her brother got put in prison for life or whatever, however long he's supposed to be in there. That's a good point. You know, it'd be weird if she was well. Oh, I'm still chilling in, uh, you know, wherever she uh, was the place. That Malcolm Rowland. Quarter Maltese. Yeah, she's just chilling in Quarter Maltese or whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, I didn't think that would be strange. Um, but I, I'm, I, I'm of the belief it's probably this new character that we're getting. Okay. Um, now there will be another story with that character right. that you'll have to uncover. Who is she? Is she Felicity and Oliver's daughter from the future? Is she? Mm. Just some random person. I don't know. I, I hope she's not just some random person. I don't think that's. I think that's. There's no way. There's no way that she's someone random. Yeah. It's not. It's not gonna be Clayboard Son this time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. That was. A, that was one time where it worked. But they can't do something like that with this. The person has to be connected to them in some way. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Um, uh, so you're saying that they can't do that? There's no zero no. percent chance. Zero. <laughs> I think there's a slight chance. I think there, I think there's a ten percent. I give it a ten percent chance. Just somebody from the Glades who wanted to help out. There's somebody else. Saw, saw Green Arrow <laughs> as, a, as a symbol of hope. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna fill in the shoes. There's another throwing Star Killer. You know, yeah, this is just another, another, just another psycho, another freak show running around. Um, but yeah, we. I mean, I think there's a, there's a slight chance, but I'm, more likely than not, there's gonna be somebody that we know. Um, now, I mean, we know it's not Diggle. Confirmed it's not Diggle. Yep. Because um, that would that would have been my first gonna be like, is it Diggle? I mean, is he just just designed to pick up the hood? But it's not Diggle. Um. I mean, I, my honestly, the first thing that comes to mind is William. I mean, they're showing William in the flashback, or in the flash forward. Um, 
going to the island, and, you know, he meets up with Roy and all this other stuff, finds out that Star City's in shambles. It, it kind of leads you to the belief that they're going to drag this whole who is the hood around until the end of the flashback, maybe the end of the season, when we find out that, you know, Felicity sends him back in time or whatever nonsense. I mean, I, I don't, I hope it's not, I kind of hope it's not William. I don't want it to be some kind of time travel thing. I think they should leave that out of Arrow, personally. But I agree, but um, I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, they've already yeah, said that. Yeah, I, I think that might be what they're trying to tell us. Yeah. Since they're doing a flash forward. Um, let's get to Black Lightning now before we wrap this show. So Black Lightning, again, it's an episode that we have not, uh, we have not done uh, since the season premiere. But I think that I would say that I think this show is really, uh, once again, coming into its own. It's very strong in regards to uh, dialogue still. Uh, Tobias Whale and and his the way he talks to Khalil, the way he talks to the police, and and then this is the first time we actually got to see like who Tobias Whale was in the public and kind of seeing him, uh, which is crazy, you know, seeing him kind of play that politician role. Because remember, he was the mayor of Freeland, and you know, we kind of forget that because he's been in the shadows and it's not really talked yeah. about much. And seeing him kind of play that public politician kind of role uh, was just like. It was great acting because it was just like it was a complete 180, but it also felt like realistic. Like, oh, this is, is who this guy was in the public eye, and um, so I've enjoyed because the first episode we didn't get much of him, but I've enjoyed that we've seen more and more of him as we kind of get a little closer and closer to understanding what his plan is. You know, he when he spoke to his old henchman, he kind of spoke about how he's very close to kind of making metahumans the uh, the uh, the new black market sales. Uh, arms deal, so to speak, in the criminal underworld. I think it's going to have a lot to do with what's happening in those pods. Um, I think maybe those people in those pods may end up being the the, 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 arm, the arms deals that happen. I think the person that work, that's working with Lynn would not surprise me at all. Somehow she ends up working with um, Whale. Well, or that even if the, the ACA or whatever they call it. Is it ACA? I get that right? What's, I believe so. Um, whatever their acronym the is. <laughs> they start. They are somehow in cahoots with Whale because we know they already were. Um, at least that guy, the guy who was leading them before, he was in cahoots with Whale. So maybe they're working for him. So maybe Lynn's doing all this stuff, and it's actually in. They've cut some kind of deal with Whale where he can then use those, uh, those metahumans to then sell off. So there's a lot of places where that can go. I think the stuff with Jefferson and the school stuff, I think is actually, I've enjoyed that stuff way more than maybe I even anticipated. The whole school politics of him having to step down, then replacing him with the white dude who, if you guys watch the game, he's Irv Smith. Irv Smith, <laughs> ISM. Yeah. Uh, now he's back on CW, and this time he's playing uh, a, a white principal at his school. He, and like Just the way they kind of just speak about like real stuff that happens, you know, that's something that, you know, people in black communities have um, had issue with for a long time is a lot of times they bring in these these as uh, Jefferson and even Tobias at one point mentions these white saviors to come into these situations try to fix things and they're, they're doing it with a heavy hand you see him expel one kid for getting into a scuffle that was crazy. Uh, <laughs> and you see him with the metal detectors in the school and, and you know kind of treating these kids like it's a prison and that's kind of what we've seen in real life so I think that how they've inserted him and how that's affected Jefferson, I thought has also been um, effective. So uh, there's been a lot of good elements to this show. I think that I, I kind of 
I think I, I'm closer to wanting to see what exactly Tobias's plan is. The show has been so good with these other side stories, like you know, um, you know, the whole beef between that we're seeing grow between uh, Black Lightning and Thunder, um, Jennifer and kind of her just emotional issues and just her issues with her powers. Um, Lynn trying to handle dealing with these pod kids that are now that we now see are on like are just taking time bombs. Um, all those things have been so good and so like interesting that it's kind of just, and then of course Tobias well just him. <laughs> it's not we're not learning much about his plan, but he's just so he's such a good character. And he's such a good actor that like just him alone has been great. But I think we're getting closer to that point where it's like, okay, I, I need to know where is this all going because right now I, I do feel like we're in a little bit of a wild goose chase. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I think we're gonna get. We're, I think we're gonna get to that point soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it seems like they're laying a lot of groundwork, doing a lot of building. You know, um, all the stuff like you were saying with Lynn and her with this, with that, uh, with that, um, that egghead, that scientist guy, or no, that not the egg, that scientist with the well, she with the scientist lady. Yeah, that other guy that's like telling her to to work with this lady. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I kind of like that guy. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, but yeah, you know, Lynn dealing with him and dealing with that crazy scientist. Um, I mean, you got this story, a storyline with Jennifer, which I'm enjoying. You know? I, I'm, enjoy- I'm, I'm surprised I've, en- I've enjoyed that storyline. I thought I wasn't going to like it, but it's, it's been good. They do, they do a great job. I mean, I'm not a parent, mm-hmm. but I, I, me and you, Sharam, are adults. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think our ability to relate more to the, the, challenges that come with what our parents have had to do seeing this black family and these black parents deal with those kind of same challenges in some degrees and then added on to the fact that oh yeah by the way they're also superheroes and like they have powers and like they can't show their powers like there's something about that that i appreciate watching on a week-to-week basis seeing these two black parents try to figure out how to you know these girls are almost i mean anissa is an adult but like Still raising a sixteen-year-old, and the other girl, you know, Anissa was at, before the last episode was still living in their house. So, like, seeing that kind of parenting and, and seeing those kind of interactions and how to deal with that as you see two young women grow up, I've enjoyed that interaction as well, kind of. Yeah, no, they are. Uh, they have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, those two characters. Uh, yeah, I feel like Black Lightning's also been a very solid show. Um, you know, it kind of when when you realize that Luke Cage was canceled, this kind of fills that gap a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But I feel like uh, this show, it hasn't. The, the, unlike what Arrow's doing now, or like the Flash tries to do, it seems like every season, this show hasn't caught my attention by by trying to generate like a cliffhanger or trying to generate like a reveal you know yeah. this show has just been solid week in and week out telling a good story that's pacing itself well yeah and like our like flash you know a lot of times it's just who's the big who's the big bad yeah it's that's, just getting you to the next cliffhanger yeah, every week exactly it's like that's why I, <laughs> that's why i watch this one uh black lightning i watch because you know Jefferson Pierce is a very good character, right. and Tobias Wells is a very good villain, and they have a good cast of characters around those two, and that's what's uh, that's what's enriching about this show. Um, it does set up an interesting dynamic with Tobias Wells now being out and being a public figure. Yeah. It's not something that I really 
grasped until we we saw it. You know, I you forget yeah, that yeah. that he's like just completely underground. You know, <laughs> yeah. never out in public because he's so powerful still. Yeah, Can we see how much influence he still has. I mean, he's been literally running a criminal gang that's yeah. been terrorizing the city for years. Yeah, from somewhere yeah. we while still know still where be, he lives. Yeah, while still being a fugitive. Yeah, uh, but now he's a free man and can do whatever he wants. And uh, in terms of uh, being not a criminal. How you think? How do you like how he worked that? Because he 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 realized what, he, he had he realized he had to make go go public. I guess to do whatever his plan was. So you so think he, he intentionally? You think he intentionally got himself arrested? Yes, definitely. I mean that definitely is what happened. Yeah, he because he, he knew those charges were the charges that they could get him on. Right, right. Which is why he's been on the ground all this time because his father had had outlined his corruption. Yeah. So. I guess probably maybe the crew, proving the corruption might have been hard, but like proving that he killed this guy was gonna be easy. Yeah. So he had to clear himself of that. The only way he could do that was to actually come out so that they could yeah. charge him. And but then by him like gesture. getting rid of the evidence, killing the people who knew, doing those little things to make sure that no one else could could do it. And then we know that Jefferson can't testify. And I thought it was a very good scene uh, because. The fact that he didn't come forward before and how he would be picked apart by a defense attorney. He clearly set this up very well. It was Kingpin-like. Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's always been the character that we've compared him to. Yeah. He definitely feels like Fisk. Um, Yeah, they set that up uh, very well. Uh, It all makes sense. And when you have those kind of... When you have those kind of turns, you you gotta make sure that there's no plot holes. Yeah. They're... I couldn't. I can't find one. No, in that story. I, I think they closed. They closed them up pretty well. If there was one thing I wasn't crazy about. I, I, I'm tired of Khalil. Yeah, I knew you. That's weird. <laughs> I'm tired. I don't need to see this. Every time he comes on, I don't. I just don't know what we're really supposed to get from that character anymore. I mean, he's not. He's killed somebody already, uh, and I think that was in episode three. So he's killed. I mean, it was a game banger, but I guess that I think it's officially the first person he's killed. And he, you know, he still kind of walks the line of I'm trying to be a good guy. I'm forced to do this. You know, he's trying to get at Jennifer, <laughs> right. but and Jennifer, you know, eventually seems to take him back in some degree. Uh, after you know they decide to, that she's going to be homeschooled, um, which I don't mind that part honestly. Jennifer kind of weighing going back to Cooley, I don't mind because teenage teenage girls and boys take on crap people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it, it's, it's sad. it may look ridiculous on TV, but it's ridiculous in real life too. You take a connection with someone, and you know that's that's a, a an all age tale that anyone can experience or talk about. So that her part of it, I totally get, and I think her kind of talking about that psychiatrist, where she's like, "Yo, what is with this dude Khalil? Who the, who is this guy? Why are you so hung up on this guy?" But that's what you know, women and men have had to answer to people all the time. So that I'm fine with. But his presence in terms of like, you know, him going to talk, Black Light and talking to his mother, but I know he, I know he's talking to you. And, yeah. you know, at the scenes with him and Black, with, with, with well, I enjoy, but it's only because of Whale. You know, right. it's not because of anything he's doing. I just don't get, I feel like he's a character that doesn't really have much purpose. And that's annoying. No, his purpose is only to, to be like a, 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 an obstacle for Jennifer. And a henchman for Whale. But for him himself, which he gets a lot of screen time, there's nothing about him that I care about anymore. They don't have many scenes that is just like him and what's going on 
with him. Exactly. And, you know, it's always him with Tobias. Tobias, you know, threatening him, yeah, or torturing it, him. Yeah, or him with Jennifer. Please take me back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's nothing that's really, like... It's nothing that's like, okay, so what do you want? Yeah, what's, you know? what's the progression? He's occupying a lot of my time, yeah, for him not to really have any purpose. Yeah, so we don't know what we don't like, we don't know what he wants. And I think, it, I think they're trying to have us be like with Jefferson, where we don't like, we don't know what he wants. We just know he's involved in some way. But, um, but it's, not, I don't think it's as compelling as they, they want it to be. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, for me, it's not, it's, it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. Like, I'm like, okay, Khalil's in the show. He's all jacked up now. He's working for Tobias. We're trying to find out what's going on, <laughs> why he's doing this, or like, you know, is he gonna stay with Tobias? Is he gonna leave Tobias? I am curious to see if he leaves Tobias. I think eventually he's gonna leave Tobias, but it'll probably be too late at that point. But that's just my opinion as to what's gonna happen. I did enjoy, yeah. like, again, I enjoy everything about Tobias, but I enjoyed like how. You know, he's, like, busy playing video games and stuff. Yeah, and Tobias, Tobias just walks up. Tobias is like, ah. He's like, I'm sorry, I was focused. He's like, no, you were focused. Kind of reminds me of Side Night. She was always focused on her job. And now she's dead because of you. I'm like, Tobias always finds it. Like, even when it's a long explanation, he always finds a way to still, like, crap on the person he's talking to. Man, Tobias, and Tobias. You know, and like, he's like, how he spun that into, like, me being a jerk for, like, has ace in the whole Right hand woman dying still, man. Tobias, he's good, he, I'm vying for him to get a Jenny. He's he's great. He's, I can't mean so with what we saw from Kingpin. It's gonna he's be get hard. Something. But we gotta make a new category. He's gotta I, get I, something. Well, I mean, we got there's OMG moments, there's fights, there's a lot of ways he could still be recognized. Because he is like for me, he is like he's one of my favorite characters. He's one of my TV, favorite characters definitely. On, on television right now. Like this guy, whenever he's on screen, I'm just like yeah. I'm glued to the screen. And but yeah, he's crazy in the show. I also kind of sorry. Uh, you go ahead. Can I saw you wanted to say? No, that. yeah, I was just gonna say on Khalil real quick. Uh, I was telling Smart earlier there was a theory that uh, he's he's gonna end up being Static Shock. That's not happening. He's yeah, already paid. He's already paid. Yeah, that's yeah, not. Happening. I don't know, man. I'm just it's not me. It's not coming from well, you me. You can't make someone like that so unlikable. I thought the <laughs> other kid had a chance <laughs> to be more exactly. like Static Shock than him. Yeah, the problem with him is that he just doesn't have. I mean. Neither is clear, but he doesn't have electrical powers. Right. But who's to say that whenever they, if they fix him, which I think they will. He, he doesn't develop them. That, that, that's not what happens to him somehow. He's saved by becoming someone who has electrical powers. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of Anissa's deal with uh, being, you know, the Robin Hood and kind of her, the, the path, the fight that she's having with Jefferson? Um... I actually feel the opposite. I think that's probably the storyline I've been least oh, really? interested in. Yeah. Not that I don't like it completely, but it's just like, I'm just like, you know, okay, yeah, she's doing this. She's getting this money for the church. And where's this going to go? Um, that's, that's, I think that's the storyline where I'm like, okay, where is this going to go? Like, where are we going with this? What is this? Is she going to save the church? <laughs> you know? I kind of hope that, like, like I kind of hope that whole, like, stopping the bombs thing would have went wrong. Oh, really? Because I think that would have made this make sense. Because, like, not make sense, but I think it would have made it. Because now we're just, like, she kind of has been justified. Nothing bad has happened from her stealing money from these goons. Right. But, like, if they would have bombed, like, the place that she was trying to save, then, well, that's some place. You, that's where you learn, like, there's better ways to go about doing stuff like this. Hey, I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, who knows? Um, I mean, who knows how this is going to end? We do know that, you no, know, Tobias told them to put facial recognition 
yes, cameras around yes, uh, that true. facility, which they went inside. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's going to be some fallout from that, but we w- I would assume they wouldn't put that in the script and nothing come of it. So I, I imagine he will learn soon that this family is Thunder and Black Lightning. Yeah, which that'll be crazy to see. Yeah, so then it'll be a very obvious uh, fight we'll have between Jefferson Pierce and Tobias Whale, and these are two very public figures now. Jefferson is, you know, the hero of the town, not even just Black Lightning, but just him himself. And, of course, the school teacher now, he's been demoted. And Tobias, the uh, corrupt politician now turned uh, criminal underground king. Oh, another thing I'm not a huge, well, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan of it. I'm okay with it, but it's kind of dragging a little bit. Is this beef between Henderson and uh, and And, and, uh, and Jeff, yeah. yeah. They got they got it, yeah. They got to find a way to squash this. They just need to have that scene where like just like Henderson goes off on him. Yeah, and they they, they're just holding out. They're holding out, and it's like, you know, like we just need to get to it. Yeah, I I I hear you. It's kind of like Flash with Nora, where I mean they're they're dealing with it now, but let's deal with it. Right, you know. I feel like with them, it's like there's no progress. Jeff keeps trying to say, "Hey, let's." We he even said, "We gotta talk about this one day." You know, he like he's like like, yeah, and Henderson's like yeah, one day, and then it's like it's like not today though. It's like (laughs) not this episode. Come on, man, like. Like you keep showing these scenes, like but I, what's think, gonna I think that the fact that he's still work actively working with him doesn't make me as annoyed by it. Like it, like with like Nora, like I mean, where yeah, she's like not even talking to like Iris. I could see like yeah, like that could get annoying after a while. But like with like this, where like he's like just kind of giving side eye to him, but like still saying anyway, I need you to get this criminal or here's some information. Like the only difference with the relationship right now is that they're just not friendly. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I think that's a good place to wrap the show, guys. So, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for joining us and listening in to the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. Be sure to check out all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow us on uh, on Facebook, New Generation Media. Make sure you subscribe to our new our channel, uh, our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. We're also on Twitter at New Generation Pod. Follow Shamari on Instagram and Snapchat MCShan22. Follow me on Twitter at EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram at ActionEJ. That does it for now. Again, we'll be back next week with more Hero Talk. For Kendall, for Shamari, I'm EJ. Peace.